Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Friends Podcast, man. Uh, thank you for joining us. If it's your first time, thank you for coming through as well. Um, you know, we appreciate all the listeners new and old. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host. My name is Rod, and this is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Also, make sure you check out our socials, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and on the Instagram, at the Friends Pod. Yeah, man, check us out, check us out. Uh, so let's get into it how we usually do. What's been going on with you this week? Uh, this week has been pretty good for me. It's leading up to the Super Bowl. It's going to be the Chiefs versus the Eagles. So we'll see who ends up winning this game. We'll definitely have an episode where we're talking about it. Um, that'll be coming up for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for Rihanna to do the halftime show. Um, so been excited for that throughout the week. And uh, yeah, my regular work week for me. What about you? Um, you know, same old shit. Like you said, the Super Bowl coming up. I don't want to date the podcast because this shit not gonna come out. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna come out until like maybe a couple of days after the Super Bowl. But that is coming up. I'm about to put these bets in. So I got like I'm, I'm gonna do Orange Gatorade. I'm gonna do uh for the coin flip. I'm gonna do tails. Um, let's see what else. I think Jalen Hurts is gonna go crazy. So I'm gonna put some bets on him. Um, so I, cause I had kind of asked some of the homies, like what, what bets y'all about to do? Where you put not, bets at? That's a good question. I mean, it's a few different sites. I can, I can give you the info afterwards, but, um, it's a few different sites you can use. You could use, I know people use FanDuel. I never used that one before. Um, but I, I use this specific site that I don't know if it's legal or not. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to say it, in, <laughs> say it on the podcast, but yeah, I kind of was consulting about like what bets to put in. So hopefully I can give me a little, you know. A little, a little buck off of this, a little buck or two, but um, yeah. Other than that, shit, ain't nothing going on, man. Just uh, just binging TV shows, which I kind of got into a lot lately. Like, how do you feel about that? Are you are you somebody that's binger a binger, or do you like to wait, like week by week by week? Uh, it kind of depends for me. If it's some new show that I'm really enjoying, like typically my anime show and stuff, I watch them week to week. Just to stay up to date with them. But if it's some show off of Netflix or something like that, they put the whole season out. So I catch myself end up bitching the, the entire show. So it depends like how uh, they put out the content. If they put out the whole season, most likely I'm going to sit there and bench the whole shit if it's, if it's good. Yeah, I feel like that should not good for us. <laughs> like, because I've been doing, I go back and forth with binge and shit. Like, I might binge something. Like a, a few years ago, I might have been some shit and then I kind of stopped like watching TV altogether. But then now I'm just kind of back. I fell back into it. Just watching whole 10 season, one hour episode long shows like real quick. And I'm like I, taking out all that information at the same time. I don't know if that's good. But um, yeah, so I'm, I've been watching something. I've been watching The Vow. Have you heard of The Vow yet? No, I haven't heard of it. What's that about? <sighs> Man it's crazy it's about this cult or they call it a cult like a sex cult um that that kind of took place in new york i I can get into deep shit but i'll say like the overarching um kind of point of it to me is just like manipulation and like how some people are just like master manipulators and they can like really use the people around them as as chess pieces to get what they want like this dude was fucking like all the girls he was fucking all the women in there 
and he was like having some of them have abortions and like pitting them against against each other and like all kind of crazy shit like it was this is one of the craziest things i've ever seen in my life and this this happened like in real life <laughs> so every episode different yeah so it's, it's like a docu-series you know what i mean like so it's not like a, a scripted thing it's like i like shit like that where it's like yo we're gonna tell you the story you know people that are really involved like we're gonna tell you like kind of how it went so it's kind of one of them types of things i was reading the bio here it says it follows experiences of people deeply involved in self-improvement groups uh nxivm an organization under siege with charges including sex trafficking racketeering conspiracy brought against its highest members and founder keith rainier keith rainier yep yeah, so, it's, it's, it's honestly crazy. Like, I've never seen no shit like this. And I've watched a lot of shit like this, and this shit is, like, next level. I'm going to check that out, man. Yeah, it's, I think it's on HBO if y'all want to check that joint out. But, I mean, other than that, let's go ahead and get into this first topic. We done, you know, talked talked about our weeks and shit. So, um, you want to intro the first topic? Yeah. So, this first one is very crazy. It's about billionaire Israel Englander. And apparently, him and his uh, ex-wife, they built billions of dollars. He's one of the richest men probably in the world. And his wife ended up uh, divorcing some years ago. I don't, I don't remember the exact date. I'm sure it says somewhere here in this article. But they ended up uh, divorcing. The wife ended up getting married to another woman or is with another woman and apparently this billionaire is real he didn't like that at all so he started um apparently terrorizing her and this what's being alleged by the girlfriend at least and apparently what the girlfriend was saying that he's doing he Went on a years-long campaign of duress against the two women. He followed them, photographed them, hacking their emails and phones, and interfering with their family lives. And he did this for years, and then he put, apparently, uh, he did all this. Um, allegedly, he had people come and check on the kids all the time, police officers following her around, ex-police officers following her around. Um try to uh, mess up her art business or and stuff that she had going on in the community. So a bunch of stuff that she's uh, allegedly claiming that this guy was doing all these years. And he handed her uh, this document, which would apparently like uh, give 90% of the wealth to him and 5% of the wealth to her. And she just went ahead and signed it for some reason. Yeah. And mm -hmm. now she's saying she did that under duress and she wants more of the money that she feel like she's entitled to. Yeah, I mean, damn. Yeah, that that's crazy that, you know, he put together that document because I don't even know. Like, so so let's say the dude was like, all right, I'm going to put together this document. Ninety five percent goes to me, five percent to you. That could have probably been a, a, a point of negotiation. So maybe she didn't realize that like, i'm just kind of confused like why she signed this and didn't um yeah she did have her lawyers uh look over it first right. and she just listened to what he was saying and he was just he just was slick talking her it seemed like 
saying, oh, you know, just sign this and let's just be done and get over. Probably, I don't know what he was saying to her, but yeah. Either way, 5% of billions of dollars and stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's still like, you want more than that shit. Like, being the wife, you want at least like 30% or if not half. I mean, it's really 50-50. Like, what's mine is yours. Like, you know, that's what they say. What's mine is yours. So, like, you would assume it's 50-50, but, you know, he snuck this document by. <laughs> and I don't know if she's going to be able to get it undone, you know. And they were together for years. It says 40 years. 40 years. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of this dude. Like, he looked like a, just a, somebody that is just somebody devious, somebody vengeful. Like, he just looked like that for some reason. And like, um, yeah, I think it just messed up, you know. I don't want to just go out here and just say, "Oh yeah, he 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 probably does that just by the way he looks, though." I am. <laughs> I'm judging the book by his cover. I, I don't care. I just look. Let's look at him. Like, look at the nigga eyes. Like he just looked like <laughs> he looked like they could have just no chose good. a bad picture of him. Like they probably chose this one on purpose on this article. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he know, could be a real good dude, though. I, I doubt it. I, I doubt any billionaire is a real good dude, to be honest. Because especially when. Didn't so didn't I, I read something in the article that he was cheating too? Yeah, that's what she is a legend, right? She's he's a legend that. Through, through all their marriage, right? So if she, if he was cheating allegedly and then she found somebody new, it's jealousy. Like typically, I feel like a lot of billionaires and rich people like they're just probably messing around with each other. Does and that make it okay? Like I feel like cheating and stuff is just like a typical thing once you have money well i mean you ask does that make it okay i don't know that i mean that really just depends on your relationship if you feel like it's okay or not like some people is okay in their relationship with them going out and being with multiple partners so yeah it depends it depends on you and uh who you with so but i i don't feel like i don't feel like that's like the major reason uh, I feel like it's one of those things like, okay. Like the major reason why he did what he did and he was, you know, stalking them basically and just trying to ruin the, the new girl's business and like all that. You think it wasn't, I feel like it's because, you know, sometimes men will do some shit to, to women and if if they can't, like we can do, the, do it to them all day, but then once they do it to us, it's like, damn, like now my pride really hurt. So now I'm going to try to destroy you. And now, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that just to make sure that, you know, you can, you feel my pain. I feel like it was really even worse because it was, uh, she found another woman that probably hurt this pride a little bit more too. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that I, I was going to say that and I would hope that that's not really what he was feeling, but I think that might be really the reason. Like it's probably just because, damn, you really left me for a woman. Like maybe it really, it, it might make him feel like less than a man. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, shit. It seemed like he thought of it as a phase and she would get over it after a while and come back to him. They seemed like that's what he was thinking. At 68, that shit is not a phase. Like, she like women. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, ain't no phase. That nigga 74, she's 68. Like, let her live her life, you know, with her new Swiss galleryist. Um, and, you know, you done already got 95. So, like, what is you tripping for? I, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, he not tripping now. Like, it seemed like it's his wife that's saying, man, I need I need more than that. Like, 
She need more of that money. And I, I agree. I think she should. I think she is entitled to more than 5%. And she's doing the right thing of trying to bring up this case. Like, I think it's very smart on her behalf. Um, She should have never signed any type of documents with billions of dollars on the line like that. That's That's the real crazy part to me. Like, why would you sign something like that knowing how much money that you guys have? Like, that that's a big document. It has to be a huge-ass document to break down assets and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. just signing that? That doesn't even make sense. You should definitely have someone look over that. Yeah, uh, it just sounds like she didn't do her due diligence, to be honest. Because like you said, like, it's so much money that they had. And like she she had to know, like, well, I don't know what she does. I don't know if this article really talks about like how she earns money herself or if she does, but she had to know like, all right, so there is going to be some type of splitting of assets of, you know, of money and things like that. She had to know like, I need to figure out what's coming to me. <laughs> like, especially being together for 40 years. It's like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had to tell her like something to make her sign that it had to be something serious or something going on where she signed a document like that that quickly without having anyone look over it that sounds weird to me i think that's what it was though i think it was him just doing the stalking and just trying to like get dirt on them and doing all that shit and she was just like you know what fine like let's just end this shit i just want you out of my life and like away from me like right exactly Great strategy, <laughs> great strategy for sure. Like, cause it, it worked, you know. He got, you know, what he, what he earned. Um, did it say somewhere in here that that they built it together? Like, was it like a, like a, a Jeff Bezos and uh, whatever his ex wife name is? Cause you know she was around from the beginning. And like, it looked like uh, when I was reading about it, they started off with thirty million, and they started investing that money into stocks. And stuff like that and they became very successful stock traders so that's how they amass most of their wealth is through stocks got you so okay yeah it looks like over decades they've been building up portfolios and things of that nature and they're huge they they move around stocks and stuff and they have a business doing that now um yeah he's he's really has a big business and yeah, I mean, it was her definitely her money as well in the beginning, it seemed like. So, yeah, I mean, it just seems dumb. Like, I'm just reading, I'm just like, man, that's you, you really fumbled the bag here, I, man. In the, in the biggest way, in the worst way, like, damn, yes, yeah, so hopefully she can appeal this shit and kind of go back and get that, that document, you know, uh. The, the whatever the word is just kind of get it i, I want to say annulled but annulled applies to marriages but get the document removed and kind of rework it because that's seem unfair like 95 versus five percent like that's something you give your lackey like you know not somebody that you was with for 40 years so it just sounds hella vengeful and shit like that but it's just yeah she cannot prove any of these things that she's saying he did then uh i think she has a good point and a good case so I'm sure that he's in many judges' pockets, back pockets, and pushing this from behind closed doors, trying to get this dismissed or whatever. 
with that many billions on the line. <laughs> exactly. And so and last thing I'm gonna say is he has billions right now. And so what they say, what's the saying? Like, um, you know, in order to go to war, you gotta have money. Like, you can't go to you can't go to war without, you know, without ammunition, meaning money. So it's like her having five percent and him having ninety five already. Yeah, all that much more money, you can like push this case until he die probably. Exactly. It's, it's coming soon though. He's seventy four, so <laughs> like it might just be pushed to the to the very end. To be honest, and uh, he already seemed like a petty dude. So I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I don't think he mind at all. Like with this case, he probably looked at that shit and just smiled and, and continued eating his breakfast. Just beans on toast. He looked like a, a beans on toast type of nigga. I don't know. Did they say it was from from Britain, from uh, England? Probably are. A nice know. English breakfast. Yeah. Beans, um, beans on toast. Uh, what's they got? They got the sausage, tomatoes. Yeah, what is it? Blood sausage. Oh, bangers. I don't that's know what, what they call them. Is. What is a banger? <laughs> it's like a sausage. I think that's what they call it. Banger. Oh, bangers and mash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> like who eating sausage? <laughs> sausage well, and mashed potatoes breakfast. together is crazy. <laughs> UK, if anybody from the UK listening, please explain it. I mean, y'all love the shit on us and shit we do, so please explain what the fuck is going on, bangers and mash. I've had it before. In England or like somewhere else? Nah, here. Yeah. I went to a restaurant and they were serving like that style of food. It's not bad. But still, I, I don't know. I like American style breakfast better. Yeah, it's definitely not bad, but it's just a strange, like, these are things that I would, I can imagine separately. Yeah, like, just give me a French toast or an ex Benedict or something. Especially eating mashed potatoes for breakfast. Like, what, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe we just are different ones. I don't know. It probably, I think American just a different type of place, so. Everyone got their own breakfast. True. It's true. All right, let's get into this next joint. Um, speaking of food and shit like that, so let's talk about you know these movie theaters. And I think that do you even go to the movies at all? Like I, I think I went to the movies maybe like one time last year. With COVID and everything, people wasn't even able to go to the movie theater, so the movie business was hit very hard. So now getting people to go back into the movie theaters is getting a little tough. And businesses are trying to find different ways to influence customers to come in, for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. And because um, I was, I forgot who I was listening to. It might have been Charlemagne, the guy, and he was talking about like, I'm not going to the movies just to see no random shit. Like, if I go to the movies these days, I'm going to see the blockbusters. I'm going to see, you know, Black Panther. I'm going to see uh, whatever Infinity War, like the big movies. I'm not just going to see no. What movie did you uh, go see last year? The, I think the only movie I seen last year in theaters was. Damn, I can't even remember. Um, was it something big, like Charlemagne was talking about? I don't think it was. I didn't see Black Panther yet, for sure. The, the newest one. I can't remember which one it was, but um, it was it was probably something big. I, I, w- I would assume so. Some superhero um, movie? No, nah, I don't really. I'm not no superhero movie type of nigga. Oh, you know what it was? It was a uh, Woman King. It was Woman, Woman King. King. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, I thought up. that shit was dope. Yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. But it was a good yeah, movie. So, yeah, you ain't seen it? No, I ain't get to that yet. <laughs> Did you get to Black Panther too? 
I actually uh, just watched Black Panther the other day because it's on the streaming services now. Man, man, man. That movie, I'm completely with uh, Dr. Umar's interpretation of that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. His, his review. I don't even know. That, that it was facts. Like, now when I look at it, I'm just like, what, what is going on? All right, break <laughs> it down. Break it down, and we're going to get into this movie topic. Well, I feel like we should probably play Dr. Umar's review of it. And, That's uh, true. Nobody can do Umar like Umar. I'm telling yeah. you. But the gist was there was uh, this underground society. It seemed like even older than Wakanda itself. And it's like this Hispanic um, group of people underwater. Namor is the, the villain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's uh, has... What's the type of resource? Vilanium or something like that? Oh, vibranium. Vib- yeah, Vibranium. And they just are putting in work on all the black people of Wakanda throughout the entire movie. And I can see where this going. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, man, what is... like? I did not see... A, I did not want to watch a movie where Black Panda and all the black people are just getting their ass whooped by Hispanics. Like, that's pretty much what Dr. Umar was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, it's oh just crazy God. just looking at that shit. I'm just like, bro. Like, <laughs> like Damn, there's no man. Black Panther. Black Panther just passes away, and it's just like, it's a funeral for him. He was funeral throughout the entire movie. He's just like, man, like, someone help him. Like, people are just popping up, just in their land, like, Saying like they want your know, vibranium and they got the government over there fighting, uh, trying to pit laws in, trying to get the resources to them. Like that's pretty much the gist of the movie. It's like who has those resources and who deserves them. And no more is kind of like fed up with it. He's just like, I'm gonna destroy all the the land people or everyone in the world. Like that's his mission. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> it, to me, it wasn't good though. I I didn't really like the movie like that. Really? Okay. So the first one was better? Yeah. And actually had Black Panther in it. Yeah, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to hear what Umar said. I can already see what direction he would take it in. But I I just kind of want to, I need to hear that. Um, But just to kind of, you know, keep it on the movie tip, you know, so we kind of wanted to talk about like, just movie theater snacks. I remember just going to the movies back in the day. Like it was just, you know, them like slushies, you know, like them little Coke or the uh the Coke ones or like the cherry slushies. You had the popcorn, you had the hot dogs, you had the nachos with the terrible cheese, which probably isn't even really cheese. Like that was really all we could get. But like these days they really kinda like stepped up. I would say probably within like the last ten years, like they started ser- serving like different like four meals for real like chicken yeah. wings like pizza. salmon yeah pizza like flatbreads and shit like that drinks, drinks. yeah yeah like, i remember when they first started serving drinks like in my in my area i'm like what the hell like, that's, they're that's really crazy. servicing you it's like you stay in your seat and you they come to you it's the seats are more comfortable reclining back and it's much more like comfortable so 
your question earlier, I I really do go to movies all the time. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Like I love the movies. So when COVID hit, that definitely hit hit me particularly because I'm I like doing that. So now that the movie is back and stuff like that, it's hard finding good movies that are coming out. That's my problem with, with the theaters. I feel like a lot of the good movies aren't in the theater. Like, so I'm more one of those people who, I, when I go to the movies, I like to see scary movies, thrillers, and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Or, yeah, I'll go see, like, the, I guess, all the popular ones, superhero ones, and stuff like that. Or if Key and Peele come out with something like that, I, I'll probably go check it out. Yeah, because I'm looking right now at the movies that's now playing, like, 80 for Brady, something about Tom Brady, uh, Magic Mike. The one with uh, Channing Tatum got put some boots, which I never. I think I heard that was good. I heard that was good. Yeah, Avatar is out right now. The Whale. Oh, what's the one that's coming out? The uh, Cocaine Bear. Like the Cocaine Bear might be interesting. Um, that's a comedy. Yeah, I've been yeah. Uh, seeing previews on that. Yeah, so like right now, it don't even. I'm just looking through this list. It don't really seem like a lot of shit that I want to see. You know, and I'm I'm sure a lot of yeah. other. I mean, people I saw Avatar. Avatar was amazing. I never seen the first one to be honest, but I heard it was I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah, Avatar two to me was even better. Mm, damn, probably could the CGI got better. It was already amazing in the first one, but yeah, it's even even better in the second one. Like I've always told people, it's Avatar, but they open up the entire world of Avatar. Like there's there's a lot bigger war to it than just like that one land that we saw in the first movie, and it's just like the Avatar landscape in their world and their where they are. It's just it keeps growing with each movie. It seems like. And um, just to kind of talk about the movie theaters, like specifically, so just to kind of get back to the snacks and shit, like you know when I yeah go, I mean I, yeah I fuck with it like. Yeah, I like I like the uh the snacks and stuff. I actually I only go to the theaters with like the special stuff. Like if they're not serving drinks, if they don't have different kind of food items like wings and pizza and stuff like that, I'm not going there. Because it's like why am I spending my like my money? Because I'm paying for like the experience. And it's like I wanna enjoy it as much as possible. So the old school style just have some popcorn and some soda like i feel like i'm just too old for that like i'm not and maybe if i was going with my kid or something just going to see a movie or something but typically i'm i'm going out with uh who i'm with or whatever and or i'm just going alone and i want to have a drink and something good to eat while i watch a movie yeah, and they gotta have the recliners, like you said earlier. Like that's a game changer. Like, I, this one up the street for me, they don't even have the recliners yet. What? And I, I went in there one time, and I was like, I'm never coming back till they get them shits. Like, it, it has I to looked be that up before I even go. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was that was that was a mistake by me uh, for sure. But yeah, like I gotta I imagine that, though, where you at? Yeah, I went to the one. Um, you know the one that's in Clawson, uh, MJR. MJR. Was that here? I don't know. Maybe that they, was. They, uh, in Royal Oak, it's, it's Imagine, though. They got to know, but, but the MJR is like right here. It's on walking distance. So I went oh. up there. I think that might have been where yeah, I that, 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 that don't even. I don't know why you would go there. You should just went to the Imagine. Some MJRs <laughs> do have it, though. 
for sure. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I, uh, you know, I, I think something that I didn't realize is that half of the ticket money from like ticket sales goes to the studios, which I guess kind of makes sense because, you know, I guess you got to pay for the rights to these movies and to have the screeners, have the reels and all that. Then I guess, you know, theaters can keep all of their concessions margins. So it's like when, when people aren't actually coming to see the movies, you know, you kind of had to build it up and be like, all right, let's get the best concessions now. So, I mean, that's why the concessions be so expensive. And people is willing to pay those prices because they realize that's what's keeping the theater afloat for real is these concessions. And so what, they, what they're saying is like the average medium popcorn is eight fourteen, while the average medium drink is six dollars and twenty cents. Like you can go to you can go get you a three pack of pop popcorn for like two dollars. You know what I mean? Pop that shit at home yourself, you know, or just go get you can get like three two liters, <laughs> you know, for the same price you can get that medium drink for. So it's like, God damn. I see that's more feasible to families for sure. They're just like we can just stream it at home, have a movie night here. We can we can she can make dinner. Have a bunch of snacks, put a bunch of pillows everywhere, and we can just have a family night right here. Like we don't need to turn turn the sound up. Yeah, you know, all you gotta have is that good audio, good TV, you good, and the streaming platform. Like that's all you need. And um, I don't know. I think some of these movie theaters are gonna have to start closing down in a minute. Like they're gonna have to turn into WalMarts or. They already are. There's already a bunch of them that's closing down for sure. That I had seen. So what I'm reading here, Regal Cinemas, it said they shut down 39 U.S. theaters amid bankruptcy. So Damn. they're the second largest chain of movie theaters in the U.S. And they're closing down a lot of their facilities and things. And they were really struck by COVID-19. So, yeah, a lot of these theaters are getting shut down. And they can't keep up with uh, the demand and getting customers to come in really it's like a lot of these theaters they have to get completely renovated to have like those comfy seats and then you gotta find out like who's in that area and get more staff and people who can handle all those upgrades and those extra amenities you gotta find people to do that kind of stuff um so you have to end up paying them more yeah yeah Change change them damn carpets too, and remodel that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do all of that. And uh, see, when I went to go see Avatar, I went to like the the best visual, like floor, the ceiling, screen, yeah. kind of experience, and like the IMAX type shit. Yeah, that that was amazing. No seats, and it was three D. Yeah, that experience was seeing Avatar on that. You would not get the same feeling of avatar at home like being there in the, in the theater seeing it so what james cameron was saying where he's creating these movies with this like visually stunning everything like involved like backgrounds characters and stuff like that you're not going to be able to really get the full depth unless you have like kind of movie theater quality tv in your home so I do people. I do feel like families should get back into uh, the movie theaters, and uh, also the movies should they should put better movies in the theaters as well. Is it that they need to put better movies, or do better better movies need to be put out? Because I feel like it's the latter. 
Like it's, I feel like it's just not a lot of fire shit coming out no more. Or just people just not giving a fuck about the shit that's coming out. Like it's a lot of sequels. A lot of sequels, a lot of redos, a lot of It's a lot of it's a lot more superhero type movies than I've ever thought. I never thought there would be so many Marvel movies like this and everyone would go see it like that, like how it is now. It's insane. It seems like all the top budget visually action type movies are all superhero movies. And then when you're seeing all these wrestling movies, just like it just seems a little more low budget. Yeah, pretty much. When you're watching it, so And I, I never gave a fuck about superhero shit like growing up. So like just to me, I'm just like <sighs> like another one, like another another Avengers. Like, you know, like a lot of people do fuck with that shit a lot. I'm just not a huge fan. So, you know, if I go to the movie, I'm seeing a comedy, maybe. And I'm seeing like maybe a scary movie, like a, a thriller or something like that. Like, I don't want to. I don't really care nothing about no superhero. That shit not real. <laughs> like, yeah. I that's just me. I don't know any good comedy movie that's came out in a while. A while. Like, I don't like in the movie theaters and stuff like that, like a big major release from some actor. Mm-hmm. Like it, those movies used to come out all the time, big comedy movies in theaters. But now mm-hmm. it just seems like it's just animated movies in Marvel shit. Like where like is the, Seth Rogen yeah. and all them that used to make all them movies and shit? Like where's Adam Sandler? Where is Eddie Murphy? Like you know these movies really used to be blockbusters for real. But yeah, like who's the new guys now? That's Making them big blockbuster hits. I I don't know. DC Young Fly. <laughs> We're still looking at the, all the the old people to come out with movies. We ain't, I don't I don't know who to look at now. Who's young and the next oh, generation? We, <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, we got a DC Young Fly, Desi Banks, um, <laughs> and fucking uh, Drewski. Like that's all we got. Like. <laughs> All the Instagram Vine niggas. So it's like, I don't, I don't think we're going to get no like full length movies for real. Yeah, like comedy black. I don't know. It ain't nobody. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it is, it's a lot of black comedians I follow. You know, they do content, but in terms of movies, I haven't really seen a lot. Yeah, I mean, you see Gerard Carmichael in movies and stuff. And you see Lil Rel. He's doing hella blockbuster comedies, actually. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Hart's still out here. Um, you know, I've been I've been meaning to check out that Boosie movie. Have you seen it? Like his most recent one? Nah, you got to get on his website. I think. Yeah, I think it's like twenty dollars on his website. I've been I've been meaning to uh, check that shit out. Called Where's MJ? Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> what you mean? It could be good. <laughs> nah, I just want to see how 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 like crazy this shit is gonna be. The one person I kind of do usually support, though, when they movies come out is probably Master P. Master P, I mean, I got the hookup is cool. The yeah, second I one. Bought, was, I bought the second one. So. The second one was garbage, though, but that's no slight to Master P, which it kind of is because he put it put the shit together, but. No, nah, it wasn't good. No, nah. <laughs> it wasn't that good. Nah, that's, yeah, all this just like these new comedians and stuff. It's like. Yeah, like Friday and these ghetto classics from back in the day, like certain actors you always see in every movie. Mm-hmm. You used to always pop on, like we used to watch them on BET. Like, yeah, I don't know. You don't get movies like that no more. And and nowadays it is just like DC Young Fly or Duval or 
Mike Epps put out something, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. I did just watch that Meet the Blacks, too. Uh, Lil Duval was in there. Uh, Tyron Turner, who was um, Kane from uh, from Menace, was in there. Lil Duval was in there. It was decent, but it also wasn't good at all. Like, you know, like, where where is it? You know, where is it? I mean, but, but I think that begs the question, like, were the movies back then even fire? Like, we know Friday is good as hell, but, like, a lot of them other movies in that same vein, were they even really that good? I mean, honest, we like, had like what we had Beverly from Eddie Murphy was like Beverly Hills Cops. Yeah, that's true. Those were that's, good. That's a different genre though. I'm talking about like black movies. Still comedy. It's like you had Martin Lawrence. You had uh, what, what was the movie? Blue Streak. Blue Streak. When first came security. Out. Yeah. Yeah. You also had the movie with Dave Chappelle. Um, How high? Yeah, baked. Half baked. I mean, half baked. Yeah, half baked. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then you you had the yeah how high and then stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We had movies like that, and then all the all the Adam Sandler movies and stuff used to be funny back in the day to me. Anyways, you had your Will Ferrell movies that used to come out. Yeah, it just seemed like it was so many more comedy stars that used to really make people come to the uh, theater just to laugh. But I'm, I'm not seeing that much these days. I'm thinking the focus might be more on the craft of stand-up. Because, you know, th- there's always this debate with comedy. Like, oh, you just a, you just funny in movies. You know, you can't really be funny on the stage. So maybe that's what it is. Like, people are really taking their time to to perfect their craft on the stage. And, like, you know, they crowd work, they, um, they timing, they pacing, all that type of shit. Maybe that's why we're not seeing a lot of, you know, comedy movies. That's coming out. Um, I can't even remember the no. I can't. I don't know the last one that came out. I feel like they're just not be putting in the budget. It's just not I mean, that too. That's probably it as well. I know they're supposed to uh, like we were saying, Seth Rogen. They're coming out with the next Sausage House or whatever, too. Oh, Sausage Party too. Yeah, Sausage Party too. That could be pretty funny. Did you see the first one? I did, and I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was good. You know. It was pretty it wasn't good. Like a knockout, yeah, it wasn't a knockout to me, but it was still good though, for sure. So I'm I'm excited for the second one. I think all in all, just to wrap this movie topic up, I mean, like Ross said, like y'all need to start putting out some shit that's gonna be actually enjoyable to watch for people of all walks of life. Like some people just want to laugh, some people want to see some action, some people want to be scared. Like put out some good products, and then maybe people will start start coming back, and then you don't gotta sell ten dollar. Uh, you know what I mean? Buckets of popcorn, you know, like we can go do that. We can do that at home, you know. And so, yeah, man. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. But other than that, we can get into this next topic. Let's talk uh, NBA right quick. So it's been, you know, the trade deadline just passed, and it's been some crazy moves, man. Like hell yeah. I feel like every I feel like every season within the last three to five years has gotten crazier and crazier. Like the trades that happen. Every deadline. Yeah, like I don't know what the fuck going on. So like uh superstar quick, teams. Yeah, yeah. Getting getting shifted around. So we see we saw Kyrie go to Dallas. We saw K D go to um go to Phoenix. We seen That surprised me. Both of them or just the K D? Nah, more or less the K D to the Suns. I'm surprised Brooklyn Nets let go of their two biggest stars. You are? That easily. I'm not surprised. 
for 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 what? Like, what did they get? Like, they're just rebuilding. Like, no. They have been rebuilding them. That's the thing. Like, they looked like they had the stars. They was like, okay, we're going to put KD, Kyrie, and James Harden together. Because that's what it was originally. Niggas don't remember that. Like, James Harden was there too. But then he left. That was that was the they the biggest flop in history. Like That's what I'm saying. The team that was supposed to, like, go crazy by now. Like, they had so many pieces. And apparently it's just like the man- management over there must be just terrible on how they treat players because the way Kyrie was talking about it, he was like, man, it's just like every time like the headlines came out, it was just always against the players. You think you think the, the management was the problem or was a player the problem that other people didn't like? I think it was a player. I'm not going to say who I think it is. I think it had to do I, – I had to think – I think it had something to do with the management a little bit. For KD and Kyrie to both leave like that, it had to be something going on back at the back of the house with something. I'll just offer you this: so Kyrie in Boston, Kyrie really didn't have to leave Boston like that, to be honest. But he kind of fucked them over, you know what I mean? And that was bad. Like looking at that, like even if you ask Boston fans today, they'll say like they hate that nigga Kyrie because. He just dipped out on them for no reason, you know, just because they wasn't, you know, doing what, what he wanted them to do. And so, to me, I feel like Kyrie. He wants to win. He do. He do. And I think, um, I mean, I think the Nets are, like, number four in the East right now. So, it's like, is it about winning, though? You think it's about winning if they're number four in the East? No, they, I, I don't think it was about winning this this decision. I think it was more or less um, all the news and all the articles and the ultimatums and everything that they had gave him. Like, I feel like it just created a bad um, camaraderie in, in, in uh, the Nets, the Nets house. So, yeah, I mean, they were still giving him buckets, though, like for sure. Like, even when Kyrie came back after that, um, after that ultimatum, like, he still was giving them buckets. KD was too. Ben Simmons wasn't doing nothing. He should leave. Like, I don't blame Kyrie for leaving after that entire situation. Um, with him reposting that link, that was to me that was a great decision for him to leave. I mean, he ain't have to post that link though, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different conversation to be honest. And um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I I, I, I I guess I'm kind of with you. I guess he should have left. They kind of treated him, you know, a certain way. KD, I don't understand that one. Yeah, KD, I don't care why he left. Like. They literally could have just built the team around him, and it just seems like he's more or less not patient. He wants a team that can win now. I mean, they've been trying to build around him for three to four years. So, like, what what else can you? Really I feel do? like they've been building around him in his entire career. Like, teams That's what are I'm saying. Right, except for the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. That's the only time that a team wasn't built around him. He just went in, and it just. It was perfect. I mean, if he wanted to win more championships, he could have just stayed there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, KD is, like, probably my favorite player in the league right now and has been for a long time. So I'm not trying to shit on that nigga, but he may – ever since he left my squad, the Thunder, like, he just been on some nut shit. I don't <laughs> – I don't know what's going on with him, you know. I don't know if he want to I don't, – I don't fucking know. I just – I'm kind of excited to see what happens on the Nets – or, excuse me, on the uh, Suns with him. 
him, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Man, he always gonna score buckets. That's the thing. He gonna, no matter he gonna what, get it don't bucket. matter. It don't matter what team he go to. He always gonna score buckets. He gonna get a bucket, hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm just kind of interested to see what happens there. What happens with the Mavs with them? But we also have some other news with the Lakers. Who, um, man, I know Lakers fans have been ready, ready as hell to get rid of uh, Russell Westbrook. So he's out of Westbrook. Yeah, he's out of here. He's on the Jazz now, and they might they might actually wave him and send him to the Clippers. But so he's out of there, and they just got uh, D'Angelo Russell back, who they had like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I heard they were just probably just gonna end up uh, just paying off his contract, maybe Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. So Lakers now have D'Angelo Russell again. They have Malik Beasley, and they have Jared Vanderbilt. Um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, that could be a good outlook for the Lakers, I guess. I don't know. I mean, LeBron is getting old. He can't keep doing this shit by himself. AD, we don't know what the fuck he going to do with his health. And I don't even know who else, who else they even got right now. Other than these three niggas, they just got. Uh, AD's like such a, like he's, it's so much bullshit, man, with AD to me. It's just like every time like he'll, he'll come back, he'll start doing good for a little bit. I feel like it's only just for his contract talks. Like he, like he has to make sure that he's averaging a certain amount a year, like on the on the scoreboard, so he knows that he gets like the max or like the the high contracts he can he can call for when it's time to negotiate. But it's like he's not going to play the entire season ever. Like I feel like for him having him as a player, just know that you're not going to have him the entire season. He might as well just join the Clippers. There's a bunch of players on that team who don't play entire seasons and don't play all the games. <laughs> or the Spurs or some shit. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the name of the game these days. A lot of players are not playing 82 games, you know. I mean, we done spoke about Zion before injuries. We done spoke about Kyrie, who won the injury, but that was different. Um, AD don't be playing all his games. Uh you know, that's kind of like a lot of niggas, like, back in the day, they was playing a full season every season. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Kawhi. Don't even get me started on Kawhi. Like, man, what the fuck is this nigga at, you know? But I don't know. I think, I mean, shit, and LeBron is in year 20 right now, I believe. And so <laughs> I don't really He's the know. only player, like, who still believes in playing every game and, like, pretty much being in a game, like, almost every minute. Like, it's just, like, none of the young players be trying to do all that. They be just trying to maybe get in a good 15, 20 minutes. And that's it. I wonder why, though. That's, that's interesting. I mean, because he's not the only one. You know, it's, it's young niggas that be playing all, like, play hard every minute, playing 30-plus minutes. Like, it's definitely young niggas that do that. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's an era thing. Maybe like Maybe, like, LeBron comes from that era where it's, like, Nah, we don't respect you if you sitting out, you know, um, for whatever reason. I don't know who's really putting in the work right now. Like, I mean, I guess you can try to, like, see by the game. You can maybe say John Morant. John Morant looked great. Um, even uh, who who they just traded to the uh, to the Cavs? Um, what's bro name? Damn. Donovan Mitchell, he was looking great on the Cavs, like, balling out. Like there's a lot of niggas that can hoop in the in the league right now, but you know, there's certain people that you know, they just 
Ben Simmons look like look at Ben Simmons. Like we we done talked about him and how he been sitting out and all that shit and how he ain't been trying and applying himself. Oh yeah. He's a bust. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just like a, Kwame it's a, Brown. I don't know if it's the same type of bust though. <laughs> I don't think it's the same thing. Cause yeah, I think he, he cashed Simmons, out. Ben Simmons can still who uh Kwame? No, no, Ben Simmons cashed out. Oh, ben Simmons. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is because it's like wait, when the NBA trades and start giving away all these mass contracts like that to young players fall for potential and not really in what they're playing like. They're just like based on capability. And they're just giving these young players these mass contracts. And that's kind of what happened with Ben Simmons. Potential capability. Yeah, it's just off of like they saw what he was doing in the games at a young age. And it was like, all right, we're willing to put this investment in this kid. For the next five years, and give him the the big max contract, and yeah, he he kind of just took advantage of it. He just took the money, and and now it just seems like since that contract ended, he's trying to get like he got like trying to get like another big contract, trying to play good for a little bit, and then start sending out again. Like, like he'd say he got other pains or something like going on. It's just like. No player be trying to play through pain or nothing no more. It's just like they feel a little pain. Eh, I'll play next game. It is what it is. There's no heart. I'm not no. I mean, of course, he used to play basketball as a kid, like recreationally. But I don't know if it, you know, if how injury prone people can be. Like maybe if they feel like, all right, I, I might actually get injured if I keep playing or, or things like that. And how that would affect their career in the long run. Like I wouldn't want to tweak something just on a regular season game or any game, and then now my, the rest of my career is in shambles. They are athletes. So uh, their job is to kind of put their body in harm's way to win the game. And they do always have to be in tip-top shape and work out. And to, So when I hear things like that, I'm like, that's what you're paid to do. You're paid to play. So you you saying all excuses about, like, uh, like – I'm feeling a little pain. I'm feeling a little soreness. Like people like getting out of the game for being sore. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this is what you're paid to do. You're paid to play 80 games or something a year. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why these players are complaining like this. I mean, like I said, you don't, what if what if they get injured and jeopardize the rest of their career, though? You know what I mean? Like, what if they really do feel like, damn, I'm feeling this pain in my knee and my arm or whatever the fuck, and then it's like, damn, I can't play for the rest of my life. Not a bad gone completely. Now I got to go sit up and try to have a broadcast media career. Now I got to go sell Cutco knives. So now I got to, you know what I mean, do State Farm commercials. A lot of these players feel like they, like, like they LeBron or something, like or Colby, like they feel like they just very entitled basketball players, in my opinion. The stardom and the fame get to their head, and they don't earn nothing on the court. They just once they get their mass contract, they just feel real big headed. Like you can't tell me nothing, like. It's not. It's not about like what you do on the court. It's just about how, what, how much money you getting in the league. Who's getting the biggest checks? Those are those are the top players. Well, I'm gonna say two more things and then we can wrap it up. First off, um, we didn't say because this happened the other day. I don't know if you recorded since then, but we didn't say congratulations to LeBron uh, 
motherfucking James for like you know surpassing that you know first t- uh f- f- surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for being the you know all-time scorer in the NBA so you know congratulations for that like we done seen this nigga since 03 you know from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland to the Lakers like we done seen it so congratulations but what I will ask you is so it was nice seeing his kids there true and they yeah, showed yeah, the picture yeah. of him like with his with his kids were like little babies and him in the league and then now they're on like the floor playing basketball and they're really good players too it's just like man this this is black history month right here mm-hmm. LeBron James is one of the greatest uh, athletes in the world but also one of the greatest black athletes in the world so congratulations to GOAT LeBron James so you ain't even got to put black on it, you know. It's just, uh, and uh, it, it don't even have to be a race. Yeah, that's true. I said that's true. Greatest athlete, also, he is one of the greatest black athletes, and I'm recognizing that because it's Black History Month as well. So, right, I definitely feel that. But so Lakers, you know, they had a three team trade, so they shipped out um, Russell Westbrook, um, and then they gave out two first round draft picks. No, one one first round and one second round. And they got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Do you think that this is going to help them moving forward? Like, is this going to be the catalyst to, like, make them over 500 and make the playoffs next year? Because this year, I think it's – It's pretty much over. Yeah. yeah probably. <laughs> it's a dub. So, I mean, Unless they get in, uh, I mean, they're all still pretty close, like those bottom teams. So, they can always come back. Um, but they're facing some good teams coming up the Lakers are. I'm glad they got rid of that uh, that trash nigga and threw and t- kicked his ass to the Jazz. Um, I think they got some good pieces uh, that came in um, that can actually score a bucket, which is what they need. So, really, that's all they need. They just need some more scores. That's what they be lacking. And uh, they they got Mo Bamba. They got him. Oh yeah, they did get Mo Bamba. As well, like as those three uh, players you just named, so I think they they getting real solid down low. Like they're gonna like AD's gonna get some help down there, especially since he be at the game, he be hurt. They need they need players to back him up. So I think that's a great move. Uh, they got D'Lo, so you know he can shoot. So he's gonna be a big part of the offense, and then him, and then you already got. What's the uh what's the Pat dude Bev. they got? No, kicked, they kicked them out. They got rid of him. Pat Bev gone too? Yeah, they traded Pat Bev from Obamba. God damn. No, but no, like the uh who who they got right now that's playing the shooting guard. Uh right. Yeah, oh, uh, you talking about uh Schroeder. Dennis yeah, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, they got him and D Lo. Um LeBron. They got they got AD, so they got some good pieces. I, I feel like once they get like a good rhythm together, maybe next year, definitely a playoff team. But I don't know how many years I don't know how many years LeBron got left. That's what I, that's the real question. How many more years is LeBron gonna do? Three at the most. Three at the most, and there's not gonna be three to be honest. I'm gonna say next year gonna be be his last year. But, yeah, I think um, he's getting close to saying, "Yeah, it's it's I'm done." Mm-hmm. Cause not many niggas played twenty years. Like who played twenty years? Um, 
Damn, I can't remember no name. It, ain't, it hasn't been nobody in recent history. I think Vince Carter made like 19 years. But no one playing that LeBron level in, at year 20. Like still MVP talks and pretty much by entire career. No one has ever done that. Vince Carter played 22. But yeah, like you said, nobody, I mean, really nobody's had LeBron's level ever for real. Yeah, you know? <laughs> even when MJ came back, like he playing, he was he was scoring like 20 on niggas still. Like he ain't scoring 30, 40 points like like that, like how LeBron's doing it. I was just telling somebody that like that nigga, um, he was looking garbage when he really when he came back. I ain't gonna say garbage. That's that's all. He wasn't that's garbage. Right. That's why I say he scored yeah. twenty. Like he was still score, but he wasn't. He wasn't getting people. He wasn't getting the magic the chip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it that way. Ain't no way. All right. So just to wrap this NBA shit up. So the people that played twenty plus: LeBron James, Udonis Haslam, Jamal Crawford, of course, the six man guy. Um, Kobe Bryant, uh, Kareem, Dirk, KG, uh, Kevin Willis. We got Robert Parrish. And then at the top is Vince Carter with 22 seasons. I mean, out of all of them, I mean, of course, Kareem was great. Dirk was great. KG was great. There's a lot of greats on there. But in a 20th plus season, yeah, like you said, like they wasn't. I think he's going to be the top person on this list, too. I think he's going to get to 23. I think he's going to be the, the, the top one here as well. It will only be right, no. You know, that's his number, 23. I think it's six right now, though. But um, we seen him come in as 23. 23 years. 20. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. That that probably will be, like, his year high key. So you should make a bet on that. Ooh. I don't know how confident I am, though. Because, you know, they, they be saying that he waiting for Bronny to come. And what is Bronny, like, going into his senior year? Or is he a senior right now? I can't remember. I'm not, I'm not even sure right now. I think I think he's uh, about to be a senior. He was born in 04, so right now he's seven, he's 18. Okay, okay. I know you're looking at college teams, so you got to be up there junior, senior year by now. Yeah, man. But, uh, shit, let's go ahead and get into this love and hate game, and we'll wrap this shit up for you folks. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't heard, <clears throat> if you haven't heard before, so I love and hate, we talk about – Three different songs that we listen to throughout the week. And do we love it? Do we hate it? Simple as that. All right, so let's get into this shit. Let me go ahead and bring your first one up. So let's talk about... Uh, let's go to your first one. Let's talk about Babyface Ray and 42 to Ron Artest. Speaking of basketball. <laughs> Ron Artest by Babyface Ray and 42 to um, Love or Hate. I love this song. I've been playing this song all week since it, since it dropped. It's... Uh... Good beat. They rapping really, rapping really well on it. And uh, yeah, I love the song. It's not too much to say on it. It's a short, short and sweet. They both just pretty much had like a verse. Also, oh, just like a little quick. Was it like an in and out thing where they was rapping back and forth or? Yeah, it, no, no, no. It wasn't nothing like that. It wasn't rapping in and out. It was uh, Babyface Ray had a verse, and then Four Two Doug had a verse, and then pretty much wrapped it up real quick. But uh, I love that track, so I'm going to go ahead and go to your first track here. Pink Panthers and Ice Spice, Boys Liar, Part 2. Man, this shit, I don't have you heard this shit? Nah, I haven't heard it yet. This shit, like, it's, it's definitely not for me. It's, like, definitely a song that I would think is, like, um, 
not for a male to listen to <laughs> to be honest but i really did like this shit um uh the way ice space ice spice came on and started spitting her shit like uh she was just real braggadocious with it and i like pink panther as i had listened to her uh, most recent album like a couple months ago and i was very impressed but it's really not for me though you know like i can't i still do say i love it because it's a great song and i think that it who, whoever it appeals to it appeals to them it don't necessarily appeal to me but i can acknowledge that it's a good record um basically they're just talking about how niggas be lying <laughs> and i'm not trying to hear that shit but uh yeah i saw a picture of them uh two together so before that song came out so i knew it was coming oh yeah that was it's a real interesting collaboration though because it's two different lanes like i don't even know is pink panthers even from america i don't even know where she's from to be honest but it just seemed very random that you know she they would jump on the same shit but it's you know i, I appreciated it for sure it seemed like it's going up on the charts though so people enjoying the song oh yeah it's up there ice spice out of here man she out of here for sure Shout out to her and Pink Panthers. But uh, let's go ahead and get into your next joint. Let's talk about Cash Doll, man, who just uh, released her new album. Go go check that out. You know, DJ for, Drama. For yeah, she Another got a drama one. tape. Man, that's crazy. That's legendary. Drama working. No, nah, for sure. Um, so Cash Doll featuring Skiller Baby. We got Cash Kid, Risk Taker, D-Boy, and uh, DJ BJ3525. Oh, boy. Love or hate. Man, it was a lot of rappers on this joint right here. And uh, it was a good track overall. I did like it. But since it's love or hate, do I love every aspect, every person first? No, I don't. So I'm, I'm going to go with hate on this. Um, But will I play the song again? Yeah, I'll play it again. Who dropped the ball? Like I said, there's so many rappers on here. I don't even know um, who's rapping, who's who. I only know the main people, of course, Cash Doll and uh, her Skiller Baby for sure. He's a standout. And uh, yeah, some of the other rappers on there just dropped the ball on there. And uh, yeah, I'm about to go with hate on this one. Damn, that's crazy. Cause they, they remixed the Detroit classic though. Like, oh boy. Like, that's a that's a Detroit classic. So they can, I'm kind of surprised. I got to listen to that whole thing. Cause uh, they should have turned that shit up. But. It's smooth though. It's a smooth track. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna go to your next track here, Fraser Rigida and Angel Ureta, Ultra, Amanasir. Yeah, I was just in my like you know my my Latino bag. I think this is like a what is it? Fuerza Rigida. I, I can't remember what the G sound is in Spanish. I think it's. I don't. I think I don't know if the G sound is a G, but that's beside the point. But uh, I think that they're like a group. Um, so it really sounded like a traditional like Mexican music to me that you would hear, like in a um, like maybe in a Mexican establishment. You know what I mean? Like if you was eating dinner, if you was in a grocery store or something. I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's just still kind of, but it's still kind of like a little updated. I was reading they um, they bio on Apple Music. So it sounds like they're trying to take that sound and kind of update it until like this new sound. So um, to me, the song was dope. You know, it just gave me nostalgia, even though I'm not Mexican. You know, it just it just sounded like something I heard before. It sounded something something very familiar. Nice guitar, nice singing. I could feel the emotions in the in the lyrics, even though I didn't understand what they were saying. 
but I thought it was pretty dope though. I, I fuck with it. So I'm gonna say love on that one. Let me go ahead and get into your last joint, Sabrina Claudio Nurture. Love or hate. I love this song. She put out another tape. It seemed like of uh, whenever she was working on her last project. And this tape here is called Archives and Lullabies. And it's about loving tracks. And it's really good. She puts her acoustic versions as well on there. And she's just be singing beautifully on this. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and like the title uh, kind of says, it's, it's nurturing. It's like she's talking about nurturing and whoever she's with and the relationship and such like that. So it's, it's a great song. And then I got this last song for you. Plies, I Got Motion. Man, Plies really come out with one. Like every now and again, he have a hit on his hands. And I think this might be a, I ain't going to say it's a hit hit, like top of the charts, but it's definitely going to have some people like for, you know, for a couple of months, you know, probably riding, riding to this one for sure. Um, he basically just talking about I got motion. Like she fuck with me because, you know, I got motion and. You know, talking about going to the bank, I got motion and just, just money talk, like real big bag talk. Um, something you he can't always really hate on. he always catch one. Not every every couple of years, like he he get one. So I know this shit hard. Him and Young Dro, like them them the two niggas that are kind of underrated because they will catch one. Like you'll be like, damn, this Young Dro. Like like damn, that's ply. Like you know, plies when you hear plies, but Young Dro, another one of them where like he might get you, get, he might get one. You know, you never know. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm going to say love on this one because I'm always, you know, Plies is is a legend to me. <laughs> to me, just because just his character, like when he got on social media and he just started doing like Sweet Pussy Saturday and like he started uh, <laughs> just doing just different social media antics and just, you know, kind of talking on there. He's just a legend in my eyes. But he's a legend in my guy. eyes for sure. He was one of my favorite rappers growing up. Man, niggas, niggas don't really talk about it. like he really got him and Rick Ross. They have Florida on lock around that time, like before Kodak. Like Kodak was probably like five years old, if that. You know, <laughs> like like they played class a lot in the South growing up. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Like, he was that dude. He was that dude, man. But, I saw um, people cry at the concert when Plaz was on. <laughs> Crying for plies is crazy. <laughs> nah, back in the day though, like, he had them like heartfelt street songs. He was talking about like his his brother or something passing or something like that. It was like it was like that song. And this this hood nigga just he just started tearing up. He balled up and like <laughs> would start. He was really like waving around like his flag and like throwing him down like and like dancing and shit. Oh, man. Like, it was wild. Like, Plaza's is, he a legend for sure. When I seen that, I was like, this this man is a legend. He touched the streets, man. Like, a lot of a lot of artists don't really do that. Like, a lot of artists make street music, but don't really necessarily touch the streets. Like, um, like a Playboy Cardi. I mean, I guess you could say he makes straight music, but the streets don't really fuck with Playboy Cardi like that. Or like a... Nah, he not like a street rapper like that. No, he's not. Hood niggas aren't hood niggas aren't aren't playing Playboy Cardi no. at all, at all. To be honest, 
Um, but yeah, it sounded like he really did. Because when you said that, I was thinking about how people used to fall out at Michael Jackson shows because it was Michael Jackson. So I'm like, I'm trying to make that same like for Plies and Michael Jackson. Anyway, Plies still a legend. I ain't, <laughs> ain't going to talk shit. But uh, other than that, let's go ahead and uh, get into highlights. You got anything you want to highlight this week? I want to go ahead and highlight. Damn, I don't really got shit to highlight for real. <laughs> no. No, nah, I don't got nothing to highlight this week. I mean, other than the, the Super Bowl coming up. Yeah. Who you got? I got the Eagles. I think they're going to do it. Okay, we're going to see, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't have no dog in the fight. I don't even watch NFL like that. I'm still going to watch and get drunk and probably eat some chicken wings. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to catch the halftime and oh, uh, yeah. maybe some of uh, – the second half and get some food for sure. Um, you want Rihanna to do a specific song? I think she's going to do all her hits. All the ones that everyone expects. I'm sure she's going to have a a good set. It's probably going to be a good five songs. Yeah, I think she got 11 minutes. 11 minutes? Oh, okay. I mean, that's not even that long for real. So I'm sure it's going to be a good mashup of her greatest hits. At least that's what I'm hoping for. She definitely going to do Rude Boy. She going to do Umbrella. Umbrella might be the last song, to be honest. She might not, she might not even do that, that one. I'd be, I'd be surprised if she do Umbrella, actually. That's her biggest song, though, ain't it? That was like her first hit. Like, that broke her career. What's so that many years hit? ago. Yeah, Umbrella. That, was, that wasn't the first time I heard Rihanna, though. But that maybe that was her first hit. So I'll be there shot to fit an eleven minute set. She she goes all the way back to that. I think she got a lot more um good songs on anti that she for sure probably gonna do. Nah. I don't think she gonna touch anti. Maybe like she might do like um what was the hit on anti? I can't even really remember. The whole thing. Nah, let's stop. That it. shit was a masterpiece. Amazing album. But you got to consider what's good to perform at a Super Bowl where everybody's watching, where everybody might not even like your music or know who you are. Like, I don't think Anti is good for that. You know, most of Anti. But um, the album did great. They had a hell uh, album sold. So a lot of people heard the album. We're going to see. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see her up there, see if she bring out some special guests. Maybe she bring out Rocky to do like fucking problems or something. I, I hope not. Yeah, nah, we, we don't want to see that shit. I hope maybe the baby, but oh yeah, yeah, but not Rocky. Keep him at home. You say you don't want to see that nigga? Nah, not at all. <laughs> not next to Rihanna. Nah, I feel that. <laughs> you gotta relax. Nah, I definitely feel that shit. Yo, if you got this far, man, thank you so much for listening, man. This has been the Friends Podcast, and we out. Peace. <laughs>